I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 145, verses 8 through 14. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and her compassion is over all that she has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to all your people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful to her words and gracious in all her deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. Zechariah chapter 2, verses 6 through 13. Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord. For I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. Up, escape to Zion, you that live with daughter Babylon. For thus said the Lord of hosts, after her glory sent me, regarding the nations that plundered you. Truly, one who touches you touches the apple of my eye. See now, I am going to raise my hand against them, and they shall become plunder for their own slaves. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter Zion. For lo, I will come and dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall join themselves to the Lord that day, and shall be my people, and I will dwell in your midst. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. The Lord will inherit Judah and his portion, as his portion in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all people, before the Lord, for he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. Romans chapter 7, verses 7 through 20. What then should we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity in the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died, and the very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity in the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. Did what is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin, working death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer that I do it, but sin that dwells within me. 
For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do is not... The, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from Psalm 145, which uh, I've used the feminine pronoun because it's the second time of three that we read it, and then Zechariah 2 and Romans 7. And I won't be focusing on the um, the readings much this morning. I know I'm I'm late. Um, the uh, it, it's just juggling childcare and other things, and I figure it's better to record late than never. Uh, but more importantly, uh, tomorrow is the 4th of July, which is a major national holiday. Some people are even uh, uh, celebrating today or have today off, and uh, fireworks might be, you know, tonight instead of tomorrow, I'm not sure. Um, but I wanted to focus on July 4th, not necessarily because of the holiday, but because of the holiday's emphasis on uh, military parades and families and, and communities. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe because we declared our independence and then we won by, by you know, winning the Revolutionary War. I don't. I really don't know. Um, but July Fourth is one of those holidays, you know, like military holidays, um, when um, Americans in general, and I would like to think, especially the church, uh, think about soldiers and veterans, and um, you know, they put them on a pedestal or they spend some time thinking about them, and that uh, creates this expectation that they need to say something or do something or figure something out, Um, and uh, I think the two uh, days that are are really quite striking are Memorial and Veterans Day, but um, my uh, my interest in in July 4th is is also um, that it was... uh, God, how many years ago? 14 years ago. July 4th is my rebirthday, the day I was baptized in a swimming pool in a condo complex in Waikiki. Um, and when did it really? 06, yeah. Must have been 06. So I've been baptized now for 14 years. And it also um, was kind of the 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 centerpiece of my first book, Reborn on the Fourth of July. Um, and I, I uh, published it with InterVarsity Press in 2012. And I, I love playing with words and language and being kind of tongue-in-cheek, but um, Reborn on the Fourth of July just literally describes my experience. I was baptized on the Fourth of July. Um, and I actually, at some point after it was published, I contacted Ron Kovic, through um, anti-war veteran friends, and he, he was not very amused. He, he didn't have much to say to me. Um, but uh, every year I see a little uptick in sales, and so I've made um, my book, uh, uh, I put it for sale for just a dollar. If you go to pewpewhq.com, 
you find my book or search Reborn on Fourth of July. Um, Pew Pew HQ is the only place where you can buy my book new. And if you order it, I will sign it. Um, and I mentioned my book because uh, I, I wrote it in the hopes that it would provide civilian Christians in particular some insight into what it meant uh, for me to be a Christian soldier and what it might mean uh, for the lives of you know, millions of others who are uh, Christian and who are serving in the military or who have served in the military. Um, because pastors and uh, clergy and even other soldiers and veterans have a habit of finding me and reaching out and engaging in conversation about what it means to be a Christian soldier because the church is dominated by pacifist theologians, which is fine. I, I, I think I'm a pacifist, but I'm, I'm not as, as sure lately. Um, and that creates problems for people that want to um, really be devoted and devout Christians but who also happen to be in the military or who choose to be in the military and and or come from military families. So the civilian military gap that maybe you've heard of in, in the secular world is is heightened in the church because you know you put God behind something and it just makes makes it all that more, you know, sacrosanct. And so a lot of Christians think that the military um, is maybe they maybe not don't think it uh, consciously, but I think there's a lot of unconscious bias against the military um, in America. Um, but there's also kind of pro-military bias that that can be almost as dehumanizing as anti-military bias. So um, venerating soldiers and not hearing that you know maybe they aren't you know a hundred percent proud of their service. That there's parts of their service that they aren't proud of. Uh, by putting people on a pedestal that disallows a really nuanced, healthy conversation about Christian faith and armed service. And so my book um, was an attempt to create a bridge between civilians and soldiers in the church. Um, and this year, I've collaborated with Travis Reed, who's the founder of The Work of the People. And The Work of the People is a website, uh, I think that's it, Com. Um, and it's described by Travis as a visual liturgy, uh, a library of um, uh, short films that help people, Christians, think about what it means to, to live as Christians in today's world. And he's done this really amazing job over the last several years creating these short films that are really popular. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, he and I sat down for a Zoom call. Um, he had the grace to hear me out, and I even dropped a couple of F-bombs, and I haven't been bleeped out. And he, from that conversation, he produced four short films about being reborn on the 4th of July. Um, and on top of that, uh, I published yesterday a reflection of mine about citizenship and privilege based on a reading of Acts 22, when the Apostle Saul, um, who we think of as Paul, but that's just the Latinized version of Saul. He never changed his name. He never became a new person. He was always Saul of Tarsus, um, and who was, in fact, born a Roman citizen. And um, just as many Christians today may um, be 
uh, may feel anxiety about what America has done or become. Um, a lot of uh, Christians look at uh, the problems that America does indeed have and tend to um, not like to think of themselves as Americans. Um, and Paul was the exact same way. He never lets on publicly that he was born a Roman um, to Jews or this emerging Jewish Christian movement. In Acts 22, he only does it behind closed doors. Um, and so I wrote a reflection and I put it on my medium.com profile um, that talks about how citizenship shouldn't be assumed, not because, well, it cannot be assumed, even though it should be. Um, and so I, uh, Travis and I each wrote emails to our respective communities, and um, I will include my email um, with a link to all four of the videos, as well as the medium.com article. I'll include that in the show notes um, instead of the readings. And I hope that you'll check that out and uh, share any of the videos that, that you think are interesting or the, the article if you think it's interesting with your friends and family or clergy who um, tomorrow um, and the rest of the year will be wrestling with what it means to be a Christian in America, um, given you know the Black Lives Matter movement, given all these um, kind of political awakenings that we're going through. Um, to consider what it means to be um, not progressive, but just and um, sympathetic in ways that um, will benefit the human dignity of soldiers and veterans, as opposed to, which is, I think, our habit to just kind of put them on a shelf as either heroes or monsters or damaged goods. Um, so I encourage you to um, uh, click the link in the show notes um, and uh, check out the videos on Travis's website, theworkofthepeople.com. Um, and if you if you want or if anybody uh, that you know of may benefit from reading my book, Reborn on the Fourth of July, um, you can go to pewpewhq.com, find it, and enter the discount code R4J. That's capital R, the number four, and then a capital J um, at checkout as a discount code. And you'll get it for $1 plus $5 for shipping. And I send that out first class and I, um, I uh, autograph them for people if they like. Um, but these, uh, the videos, the Medium article, even the book are all, I hope, ways that Christians will uh, consider uh, the nuance and complexity and difficulty of, of wrestling between armed service and Christian faith um, that a small percentage of Americans um, cannot escape from every day. They think about it every day. Um, and the church, and I think our nation, doesn't always have um, healthy responses and um, uh, you know, actions and behaviors um, that reinforce human dignity, but in fact... Uh, sometimes undermine it. So I hope you'll visit um, Travis's website for the videos. Um, click on the show notes link um, to see uh, the videos, the Medium article, or go and check out the book at pewpewhq.com. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful holiday weekend. I hope you stay safe, wear a mask, have fun, um, and uh, 
I look forward to, to sharing the good news for grunts bright and early Monday morning. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.